Franklin, Cubs right-hander, I'm Cole Franklin, Cole Franklin, Cole's been dominant in baseball so far. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 15 of Bases Loaded. Today we are joined with a special guest, the Cubs' number seven prospect, number three pitching prospect, Cole Franklin. How are you, man? Good. How are you guys? Awesome. Doing great. Yeah. So today I think we're just going to kind of do a little Q&A with you, if that's all right. Sounds um, good. Just kind of get to know you and your career and how it's gone so far. So, yeah. Sounds perfect. So what's, right. what's, what's this last year been like in the minor leagues? Uh, dude, it was it was really weird. It was not very fun because like, you, you, you totally lost the competing aspect of, base, of baseball. So, uh, I mean, it was just weird. The whole, I mean, there's really nothing you could do about it. Just get your working on your own pretty much. That was, it was pretty much just all on you. Did, uh, did the team give you like guidance about like what kind of stuff you should be doing? It was kind of just up to you uh, to figure it out. Yeah, so we were, we were pretty in contact with our uh, like, pitching coordinators, and they kind of sent us out plans, and our strength coaches would just – like there's pretty much, like, week-to-week plans that we would follow, as in, like, our bullpen uh, days, like, days after we throw bullpen, like, long toss, and then, like, lifting-wise, everything. Every, we were all in contact pretty, pretty well. Nice. What was your living arrangement like? Because I know some of Cubs, I don't know if you know about the compound, but Ian yeah. Happ and yeah. they, had, they lived together, Dakota Mecca, so – What'd you yeah. kind of do, especially like right when quarantine happened, right after um, March? So uh, I wasn't, I'm, I'm from Oklahoma. And so I came back here with family and pretty much just stayed here the whole time, worked out around here. And, uh, but there's really nothing to do. So yeah, in Oklahoma. Nice. Yeah. I guess speaking, um, talking about the minor leagues, what I'd really like to know, just kind of what your first year in the minors looked like from rookie ball and Eugene um so yeah what was that first experience like for you um so the first the first when I first got to Arizona in the AZL was when I first got drafted I pitched like eight innings in the AZL and honestly I got shelled and I was like wow I was like this is a lot different than a high school baseball mm-hmm. and so I kind of took that and kind of worked on some stuff before I went to Eugene and coming into spring training and everything and I felt like I got to the point where I was like okay this is this is how my body what I have to do to have my body 100% to go out there and start and, and compete. And so um, I think after the spring training I, I had the, this past year, I was like kind of – I was more – I was more like kind of in motion with my body. And so when I got to Eugene, I felt like I felt perfect. Like I knew I had my, had my plan, what I, what I needed to do to feel good, and I pretty much followed that, and I, I, felt, I felt great. I mean, I just kind of walked out there and kind of had a different mindset that I'm not going to let anybody take something from me. And so I kind of I kind of pitched with a little chip on my shoulder, and I think that helped a ton. So did you go from playing high school baseball in Oklahoma in, like, May and June, getting drafted, and then going kind of right away to professional baseball? Was that crazy, just that transition? Yeah. I mean, because growing up playing baseball, you mean that's your main goal. And so, like, kind of getting that opportunity right out of high school, like, literally I just graduated, and then – uh getting the opportunity was crazy and it kind of didn't really feel real until like I was down there, you know, started playing games, started throwing bullpens. But uh, yeah, it was a, it was a really big adjustment going from high school hitters to professional hitters. Yeah. Um, another thing is kind of 
similar transitions, what was your transition between rookie ball in Eugene to low A and South Bend? What was it like for like on a professional level competitiveness? Um, I honestly didn't think it was that much different. I honestly, I kind of just kind of approached it the same way I did in Eugene. I didn't really change anything because like I said, I kind of found the plan that worked for me. And so I kind of just followed that. And uh, I mean, I, like I said, I don't think it was that big of a difference. Nice. I, I did a little deep dive into your Instagram and I just wanted to ask, I, there's a, a couple posts there about wiffle ball and we're big wiffle guys over here. Okay. at Uh We're thinking about starting up a YouTube channel of wiffle ball, but we're not quite sure yet. We get very competitive. Just how have you been doing a lot of wiffle ball over this time or? Uh, I honestly haven't. I haven't really, I haven't really been around that many people, honestly, about, about this time. Like the only time I was around, like all my boys was when I was just in Arizona for instructs, but, uh, I, I love wiffle ball. I, I play it when I can, but this kind of this times are kind of weird, so I haven't been able to you know go out and have some fun. Nice. Um, yeah, I guess one of our biggest questions, and I think a lot of baseball fans like us, kind of from like instead of a from like a competitiveness level at the minor leagues, I think we just kind of know like what life looks like at the minor leagues because this year we saw I don't know if you saw Trevor Bauer's vlogs, um, yeah. and that kind of. It was a great job of kind of showing the personal life um, yeah. of a major league player, but from a minor league player, what did kind of, especially in low A and rookie ball, what was kind of the quality of the stadium, the clubhouse, the living arrangement, the food, the travel? Um, so feel free to just elaborate on what what it was like. Yeah, so I mean, anywhere you go, it's not going to be like crazy. I mean, it's a low A baseball, but mm-hmm. uh, I think the Cubs, as an organization as a whole, are did like really really well on how how we were fed and they pretty much like set out a plan and like they follow like it to a T. And so I think we were kind of, we kind of knew what we were prepared for. And uh, I mean, it was, it was honestly really easy, but like I said, you don't mean, you don't make any money in the minor leagues. You, uh, you try to get as much stuff, groceries as you can, just cook it at the house. So like, cause like when you go there, they'll have like realtors set up for you to like set up in a house where like I guess that norm- that's where normally players the players stay, and so they set us up with a house, and then after that, uh, I mean there's only a few places that I went to that was like not very nice, like Boise, and uh, while I was in Eugene, their clubhouse was like, dude, I couldn't even tell you like the size of like a regular person's shower, and it was like dude, like you're in there getting changed and stuff, and it was like when you got to start usually like I said like when I start I kind of just go off of myself, just listen to music, and, like, you couldn't. And so, like, we'd have to go, like, eat in the dugout and stuff like that. But I, I'd say that was probably the the worst experience. But I'd say normally every every place is pretty decent. I, I, I'd, I'd say that they do a pretty good job for, uh, you know, low-weight baseball, like I said. Do you get many opportunities just, like, before games in the morning and off days to kind of, like, explore the cities you're in? Or do you kind of just stay – hotel stadium and get focused uh on the games um so kind of depending on the time of the game like usually if it's a nighttime game we'll go out to like wherever we're at probably like downtown go grab some food and kind of just look around like if I, if I haven't been there and that was pretty cool I liked uh so I played in Vancouver um with Eugene and that was that was awesome so I got to kind of look around Canada a little bit but, uh, yeah, most of the time, I mean, we like to try to get out and go see some stuff because, I mean, you play in a lot of places that you've never been before. And so getting out and kind of seeing everything was awesome. Nice. Like between your first pro ball in 2018 and then 
had that full off season and get back to going to Eugene, what'd you do? I'm assuming went back to Oklahoma, but yeah, uh, I would say I, I focused, I focused really on just kind of like general like pitch command because that was kind of the thing I struggled with a little bit in high school, and I always had a, I always had a decent changeup, and so I, I really try to work on my curveball, and I think that's uh, uh, what really kind of separated me as like going to Eugene helped me a ton was like having a third pitch to have. Cause I mean, if you have two pitches, it's either going to be a fastball or changeup, and it's not that hard to guess. And so I think that's pretty much what I worked on that off season that helped me a ton. And so that's pretty much what I did that off season. Yeah. How often do you use like a rap soda or like advanced, like advanced stuff like that for your pitching? Uh, I use it probably every bullpen, honestly, because the, the facility workout here has one. Uh, anytime you go to Arizona, you have Edgetronics, which is like the slow-mo behind the hand and uh, rap soda and everything. You also use a lot of like weighted balls and that type of advanced throwing. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't use that stuff. I know. I mean, I have a lot of people that do, I'll never like knock it, mm-hmm. but I, I just kind of, I, I never really, I'm pretty basic when it comes to like getting warmed up and stuff. And so I, ever since they implemented that, I was like, why would I want to like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's throwing, a pound baseball like backwards on my elbow. I was like, yeah. there's no need for me to do that. I can just go get warmed up, stretched by the trainer, stuff like that. And I mean, I I'll, like I said, I'll never knock anybody for doing it, but I just, it's just not not my uh, not my thing. Yeah. How, often, how often during this time do you like lift or and put up big weight or anything? Uh, right now, right now, uh, I I've been lifting like I try to go lift about five times a week. And so just pretty much like right now I, I need to put on weight. And so that's the biggest thing I've been trying to do is just eat as much as I can lift when I can. And uh, so I'd say about five times a week. Yeah. Chase is the big uh, weightlifter of the four of us. So uh, that's his question. I'm with, I'm with you, Cole. I need to put on a few LBs too. Yeah, so. I feel, I feel it's a struggle. Yeah. yeah. Um, another question I have about just kind of advanced stuff in the minor leagues is it definitely I don't. I want to know how like in depth the teams go, especially uh, Eugene and South Bend. How um, how in depth you go about like scouting reports of other teams in the minor leagues? Because I assume it's more just about kind of getting better and uh, looking to move on to the next step uh, in the minor leagues, rather than kind of wins, looking for wins or losses. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So I mean, honestly, you'd be kind of surprised about how much you go. We go into like scouting reports and stuff on the other team like even in like rookie ball because I I, I kind of didn't expect that much um but so we go in there and do they literally have like a full like they should give us a sheet like before we start and it has like the hitter tendencies um like first pitch fastball swinging like they're like kind of if they take first pitch and like you can literally go on there we can watch video on them like see if they uh they crash when they stride or see if they step in the bucket a little bit and kind of that's I mean that's pretty much what I, I based it off of and I was like first pitch swinging if they're a high like first pitch swinging like percentage guys I'm gonna obviously not throw fastballs every single time to them first pitch and so it was it was really helpful getting to know that but uh it's actually it, it's it was a lot more in detail than uh I, I thought it would ever be so when uh when you're playing in like minor league games do you put a lot of do you care that much if your team wins or loses that much in, in the minor leagues, especially since you uh, kind of switch teams a lot and the losses are so 
fluid in the minors or do you kind of just focus more on your own performance and trying to get yourself to the next level? Um, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, they still, they still give out championships at every level. So you're uh, obviously you're going to want to, you're going to want to try to compete. And, and especially like when you're with a bunch of dudes that long and you, it, having a team that's not, that's no good and just loses is not a good environment for anyone to pretty much uh, succeed in. And so you really, it's, it's, it's pretty much like, it's really family oriented, like oriented. And so like everyone wants to win everyone, whatever it takes, like they want to win. And so that's why I liked about it a lot because I felt like when the minor leagues, it's like, as long as I do good, my team loses, I don't care. But it, it really wasn't like that. Uh, I have a question. Growing up, like what players did you look up to? And right now currently, what players do you try to like uh, imitate your game off of? So uh, my dad is a MLB agent and he, wow. he represented uh, Ian Kinsler and I always looked up to Ian's because I was around him all the time. I got to hang out with him and kind of just the way he approached the game. He was like a, like just a good professional on and off the off field. But I would say uh, growing up, I mean, I didn't really ever, ever get to watch him pitch, but I was always a fan of Nolan Ryan and just kind of mm. how he competed. But uh, nowadays I, I'm a fan of Chris Paddock, uh, Walker Bueller, Garrett Cole, and just how I like, I like the, I like, uh, Chris Paddock's mentality, like he's just he's just a, fun to watch. Almost like a psychopath on the mound. Yeah, but, he's uh, got his definitely got his style. Yeah, and then uh, you know I just love I, I honestly I love watching Walker Bueller pitch just because it, it looks so clean. Mm-hmm. And uh, how about those tight Walker, pants? Though? What do we think about yeah, that? I don't, those? Those things are a little too tight. I mean, they look. <laughs> like but uh, and Garrett Cole, I'm I'm just a fan of how how professional he is. You don't ever see him anything anything off the field and he's kind of just he's super clean dude mm. yeah you also you uh big leaguers from your high school that you went to i know r2 bradley brad penny or a few guys did you look up to them and watch them all yeah the time? So, I mean, archie's archie's in my agency too and i've known archie since he was like 14 and so he's like he's pretty much like an older brother to me and so i got he lives like 30 minutes away from here and like he had, and i'll go home with him in the off season and stuff so i mean i'm pretty close with archie but I mean, I always looked at them like I want to be better than them. I so mm. you know I always look up to them. But then again, like there comes a time to where I'm I want to be where they're at and compete against them. Yeah, who's your favorite team growing up? Because you're from Oklahoma, so you didn't have the pro team nearby. Um, were you a Texas fan or? I was like I was split half and half. So my uncle was a closer for the Cardinals, and so I was like it was Rangers Cardinals pretty much, and I kind of. I didn't really – I never really got into, like, like diehard fan of anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would say, yeah, uh, Rangers and Cardinals. Oh, I have a question. Now, it does say in your Instagram, like, you tag Under Armour in your bio. But I had a question, like, if you were to get an endorsement deal from any company, which company would you want it to be and why? I, I honestly, bro, I, I love Under Armour. I, I love – the people I work with, um, I mean, they're super in contact with you and they, and they send you 20 times more stuff than you'll ever need. And so I, I think, I think, uh, and from what I've heard from other people with uh, other companies, they're like really kind of just don't really talk to them much. It's mostly like agent, like they'll talk to the company, but I kind of like that you have that, that close knit like family group with, with Under Armour. That's what I, that's what I really appreciate about them. 
When nice. did you uh, start like wearing Under Armour stuff and start uh, make make a deal with them? Uh, so I signed my deal with them this past off season before spring training, and I, I wore their stuff. Uh, I wore their cleats, um, rookie ball, and then I, I just wore I wore the cleats last year and everything. And so they just gave me a deal, uh, like a full glove deal and everything now, uh, right before spring training. Nice. Are you more of a Gatorade or body armor guy? I hate to say it. I'm more of a Gatorade guy. Got it. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think it's What's just your favorite flavor. Sugar in the Gatorade. So, I mean, I think that's why I like it better. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, Zach. Well, yeah, Zach has a good question. What is your favorite flavor? Dude, I'm a big fan of Riptide Rush. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Zach's – me and Zach have gone on about this for, for years. Um do you call the Gatorade by the color or do you call it by the flavor? Because sometimes, sometimes I call it fruit punch. Sometimes I call it red. I only go by the color. I have no idea what you just said, by the way. <laughs> uh, dude, I, I think. No, nah, I, I usually say, I usually say like blue, red, orange, yellow. Yeah. Yeah. Until, but if like, yeah. I go in the store, I'm not going to be like, hey, man, go, go give me that Riptide Rush Gatorade. Yeah. I'll go in there, big bro. Just give me the light purple one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was it like? Um, That's in color. What was it like on draft day? Um, how did you know that the Cubs were interested? Um, where and what was it like being drafted by the Cubs and knowing that you could perhaps play at Wrigley Field someday? Um, so we were pretty we were in close contact with them at the time, and they kind of like gave us a region about like where they kind of saw me at and. So we were like, all right, that's perfect, blah, blah, blah. And uh, once I got the call, and it was just like, dude, it didn't feel real. It was like, it literally did not feel real. Like, you, I just answered the phone. I can't even remember what he said. I was like, just sitting out, like, no way. Like, like I said, because this is the, like, growing up, it felt almost impossible, to be, like, to play professional baseball. And so once I got that, once I got the opportunity, I was like, I can't take this. I'm never, I will never take this for granted. And so it was, like I said, it just, it's just like a dream come true. What age did you think like, oh, I have a shot at going pro? Bro, honestly, probably my junior year of high school. Wow. I mean, I mean, I didn't grow until my junior year of high school. I was like five, eight my sophomore year. And then my sophomore summer going to my junior year, I was like six two. And then my like the end of my junior year, I was like six four. Mm-hmm. and that helped yeah. that helped with velocity a lot just having longer levers and so mm-hmm. that's kind of when I when I figured like this could be a legit chance yeah Zach so the high school we go to is super big like a thousand over a thousand kids per class but it's also like super competitive for the baseball team but we don't really our high school hasn't really produced many uh, major leaguers or prospects so yeah. it seems like Zach mentioned earlier there's been high school guys like Archie Bradley that have gone to your high school so is it kind of just I'm sure it's just a whole different league of competitiveness um but where you live yeah I'm not gonna lie Oklahoma like where, I, where I'm from like because I go I went to the biggest high school in Oklahoma and so like there's there's so many good athletes that come out of here and uh so I mean yeah I I think where we around where I grew up and like have been playing baseball there's a ton of talent around here you also mentioned that you were, or you mentioned you were around a lot of 
big leaguers at the time. And recently we've seen a lot of like sons of players, son, like, you know, nephews of big leaguers. Do you think there's something with that, like being around those big leaguers all the time? Uh, yeah, I, I do. I think they kind of, I mean, you kind of learn the ways about how to go about your business, what to do, like, what do you have, what do you, what you have to do to get to, to be a big leader. And so I think, I mean, you, they pretty much give you the guidelines and it's on you if you, you know, listen to what they say or let it go in one ear out the other. How often do you get uh, a chance to like interact with major league players and coaches like in spring training or just like throughout the year? Uh, I'd say spring training is the biggest one. I mean, we eat breakfast with the big leaguers. They, they'll, they'll talk to us a little bit, but I mean, uh, I'd say it's, it's a good amount that you're around, you're around them. I mean, you guys live in the same, we live in the same area, eat in the same area. The only thing that's different is our locker rooms on this side, the locker rooms on this side. Hmm. Yeah. At spring training, who was kind of like a mentor for you and who was kind of just like that intimidating presence? I'm sure. I don't know how much you got to hang around John Lester, but he's obviously a super intimidating and competitive guy. Um, I would say, Two guys that my first spring training, I was like, these dudes are unbelievable dudes. They came, they talked to us all the time. It was Chris Bryant and uh, Cole Hamels. Hmm. And they were great dudes. They would talk to us about anything. If we ever had a question about something, they'd always, they'd always just be open to answer our questions. But I'd say in, in, intimidation would be, you know, Javi Baez, oh. Anthony Rizzo, John Lester, Jason Hayward. I mean, obviously those dudes are going to be – you kind of see them, you're like, try to stay out of the way as much as you can. Yeah. But I was surprised when, when, like, a house so approachable, like, uh, Chris Bryant. Yeah, I was gonna say, I just want to blink. But yeah, I was, I was surprised, like, how approachable he was, like, and just open to talk to us about everything. Is there yeah. anyone, that, is there anyone that you've pitched against where, like, um, that was, like, so good, it kind of, like, blew your mind that you're facing them, like, right then and there? Uh, I mean, I faced Joe Adele, my, it was extended spring training. Uh, and the first time, I didn't even know who it was the first time. I wasn't even paying attention. I struck him out on three pitches, and I was like, and then someone was like, dude, you struck out Joe Dill. And I was like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> and then next time I look at him, I, walk, I, saw, I saw him like walk up to the batter's box. I'm like, oh, dude, this dude just looks like a big leader. And I was like, I wasn't even paying attention. And then he hit about a 195-mile-an-hour uh, line drive uh, through like the like right over our second baseman's head. And I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. yeah did you have a lot of success um in extended spring training or was it like you said uh right when you got to rookie ball you got shelled no so I was I actually I actually pitched really well in extended and so I think that's what uh, helped me a lot kind of nice. for Eugene how often do you uh watch major league games uh during the season and even like now during the off season? like are you watching all the postseason games um honestly I'm not I'm not I'm not crazy about watching baseball. I'll watch it, like, I'll watch the postseason games for sure. But, honestly, like, I, I really don't watch a lot of the just regular season games. But uh, I kind of – that's just how I am. Yeah, I got to ask you who – we're currently recording this after the third inning of the game two of the World Series and the Razor F one nothing. I want to hear your prediction and who's going to win in, and in how many games. <sighs> Dude. I want the I want the Rays to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the I think the I'm honestly I think the Dodgers are gonna win. Uh, in five games. That's yeah. what I said. 
Yeah, I, 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 want, I want the Rays to win, but I, I just I don't know if it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah we're, we're all Rays supporters here. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Especially since our team's gotten out of the playoffs already. Yeah. I have a question about the, like, in um, when you're pitching, how are, like, the actual baseballs? This may be a weird question, but with all, like, the kind of controversy in the MLB now, it's like the laces are too low to the ball. Like, how does the ball feel? like in the minors compared to maybe like when you pitched in high school? All right, so the big league ball, it's the triple A and big league ball. That's the ones that are like wound super tight. So it's almost like throwing a cue ball. And the lower level, like double A, uh, low A, high A, all those have – it's 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 still like a super hard ball, but it's, it's a little like – it has a little give to it. To where like the big league balls are literally like throwing like a legit cue ball. And, I mean – in high school, the seams are like this high off the ball. You just just scrape the absolute mess out of your fingers. And so I like throwing the ones I, I'm using right now. The big league ones are going to take a little bit of get, getting used to, but they're way better than the high school ones. And also in like today's state of the MLB, how do you feel about like the use of openers and like two-way players in the MLB right now, like Shohei? I'm all for it, dude. If you if you if you're talented enough to go out there and compete both ways, dude, I'm about to say hitting is way too hard. And but if you, I mean, more more power to you if you're good enough to go out there and compete at the big league level as a hitter and a pitcher. Did you hit in high school? Yeah, so I was committed to OU as a hitter and a pitcher, and so uh, I, and then right when I got to pro ball and saw it was like saw how hard some dudes started throwing, I was like, yeah, there's no shot I'd be able to push this. Yeah, when you got a. Uh... Going when you kind of first committed to Oklahoma, were you expecting to be a pitcher, or like you said, um, you committed there for hitting too? Yeah, I mean, so obviously in my head I was like, oh, I'm a two way blah blah, I mean two way, mm-hmm. but I kind of I kind of knew that I have a way easier route pitching, mm-hmm. and so I kind of focused a little bit more on pitching than uh, hitting. If you weren't playing baseball, what other sport would you be playing? Uh. Football or basketball, honestly, I kind of grew up – I grew up playing both sports, and uh, I'd probably say football, honestly. How big is football around your area? Huge. Really? Bigger than baseball? What, what like, football yeah, players? I know, like, Archie Bradley and whatnot, like, they came out of – for baseball, but yeah. who for football do you know as, like, coming out of your high school? Uh, out of my high school? I don't think we have any big dudes coming out of my high school, honestly, in football. There's a lot of dudes that we play out of Texas, though. Like Kyler Murray uh, out of Island, out of Allen, Texas. Mm-hmm. We played them, um, and I mean, there's a lot of other dudes. I'm really not sure. Can you play other sports in high school, or did they just stick you with baseball? Uh, yeah. So I, I pretty much just focused on baseball. Kind of like at that point when I got to high school, I was like, I'm, I kind of, I had to see myself playing baseball longer than I do see myself playing, you know, basketball or football. And so I kind of just stuck with baseball. But looking back on it, I wish I would have played football. Uh, through high school because I grew up playing it and uh, kind of wish I could go back and play it, but it is what it is. Yeah, did you – in high school, did you pitch against um, – or pitch with or pitch against any uh, guys that got drafted? I know that you had a – you I don't know if you played with him, but Cade Cavalli went to Oklahoma and he got drafted in the first round, so. Yeah, that, that's, like, that's like my boy. I was just with him yesterday. But, uh, yeah, he – so I, I played against him and he went to Bigsby High School, which is – seven minutes with me we play them every year uh played against him uh ryan vlade with the rockies, rockies yeah. uh then we'd go play tournaments in arizona against like uh jacob gonzalez 
trying to think. There's some other dudes on that team who are like big D1 commits. I don't know if they got drafted or not, though, but we played against all those dudes. Was it a was it a difficult decision after you got drafted to sign, or did was it difficult for you to uh, like not go to college and sign right out of high school? Uh, it, yeah, it was it was a really hard uh, decision for me just because the fact that I felt like uh, I felt like it was my like it was my priority to go get my education and play baseball and uh, kind of just follow up my offer with OU and kind of go play. But then again, I felt I was I also felt like I was mature enough to go be on my own and go start my professional career. And I was like, I always looked at it as if I got drafted three years into college, I'd be like, what happens if I'm three years into pro ball already like integrated in the system? And so that's kind of how I looked at it. What, once you got to the minors, like how did they, what did they like change in your mechanics? And um, what did you work on mostly when you started out? Um, so the Cubs have a, like a 90 day, like no, no touch rule. So it's like, they, they let you go out there, kind of what they drafted you as go out there and see what happens. But after that, this is when they started kind of, I mean, they didn't really change anything about mechanics. They kind of did change. They just added a curveball pretty much added a knuckle curve. Cause I used to throw a traditional curveball. and they added a knuckle curve. And uh, that's pretty much, it's been kind of just maintaining that is the biggest thing. Now, do you usually like, do you, have you been like working on just like the spin rate or have you been working more on like the velocity of it or more of like both? Uh, I'll, more of uh, like tunneling it with my fastball and change up. Just making sure everything comes out of the same arm slot is kind of the biggest thing for me and kind of getting the true, true 12, six, 12, six action instead of like a little sweepy slider looking thing. How like often have the Cubs kind of reached out to you and other minor leaguers about, what the plan is for next year and or I, I don't know because they've cutting down on a ton of minor league teams so I don't even know what Cubs affiliated teams are going to be um be playing next year um so have they kind of just talked to you recently uh they don't really talk to us about much kind of like the higher stuff up they kind of just talk to you about about you mm-hmm. they kind of just kind of give you a plan they kind of just like all right we're gonna let you go you know see what you can do I mean, that's pretty much basically what they tell us. Yeah, what's your goal for, for next year's um, baseball season? Uh, I, I really want to uh, make the Futures game. Um, go out and I want to be sub-3 RA, uh, all-star, and kind of just, you know, put my team in the best chance to win. Yeah, where's the future All-Star? Atlanta? Atlanta, yeah. I think so, yeah. Nice. Yeah, Jacob's been to all the All-Star games and future games. Uh, That's dope. So, yeah. Hope, yeah, hope to see you there next year. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be for sure. <laughs> so, long-term down the road, do you have any, like, long-term career goals or maybe teams you want to play for in the future? Or are you just trying to focus, like, one year at a time? I mean, yeah, I, I try to focus one year at a time, but I mean, I think Chicago would be a super dope place to, you know, make a debut and uh, kind of pretty much make a career there. Uh, long-term goals, I mean, be one of the best pitchers. I mean, that's pretty much right. everyone's goal, but that's, I would have to say that's pretty a big one. 
I have a question. What's like your go-to meal like before, like you're starting, like it's your start day. Like what do you usually eat before your start or like does that ever go through your mind? Yeah, so I usually go to Chipotle and get a uh, chicken, uh, chicken quesadilla. Nice. What about if you have a good start, what's your celebratory dinner? Uh, it kind of depends on where you're at. So last year it was BJ's because there was a BJ's in Oregon. And so I always go there and grub after. But uh, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not really too – like it doesn't have to be that right. like i'm not you know superstitious like crazy superstitious i am superstitious but to a certain extent yeah what superstitions do you have uh, on start days oh i gotta wear the same same sliders all the time i gotta wear my shorts underneath my pants and mm. that's about it wait you wear like actual shorts under your pants or like impression yeah. shorts yeah like practice shorts no i'm not wearing like cargo shorts underneath my pants <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> like our athletic like you know like bp shorts those are but do those not like rub up against your pants like is that is that comfortable uh so i wear i wear like the the long long sliders so okay pants, and so i wear shorts and so you can't you can't really feel it gotcha yeah um i think zach has asked me this in the past but would you rather wear <laughs> cargo shorts for the rest of the, for your life um <laughs> or never wear socks again Always have cargo shorts on or never wear socks again? <laughs> like the weirdest question. <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah. Never wear socks? Never wear socks again. Oh, my God. I hate cargo shorts, though. I, dude, I probably go no socks. I'm not wearing cargo shorts 24-7. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, Yeah. I literally walk around barefoot before I wear a pair of cargo shorts. <laughs> nice. Um. Another minor league question, what's the favorite, what's your favorite city you've ever played in um, from like a city standpoint and also just stadium, clubhouse, quality standpoint? I'm going to say stadium is uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, I think it's the 10 caps. Yeah, it's a 10 yeah. caps. And uh, favorite like place to play was Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, best locker house was probably – Hillsboro, perhaps. Um, yeah, and that that stadium's unreal nice too. Really? Where? Yeah. I don't even know where that is. Hillsboro. What state? Somewhere in Oregon. I couldn't tell you where at. Yeah. I had a question. I lost it. <laughs> um. Okay. Like you said, Ben and Jerry's, right? I, that's what I what you said. Like you said, you said <laughs> BJ's. B, what's BJ's? Yeah, BJ's the restaurant. Oh, I thought you were talking about Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> Never mind. Well, what's your favorite type of ice cream? What's that? Uh, is it what's the stuff that it's like? It's like the hard shell chocolate. It's like a like the I don't know what the name Briars is. or something. No, like the it's like a popsicle, but it's chocolate yeah, on the outside. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah, like, like that. ice cream in the middle. Yes, I don't know. Fudgeicle. Oh, I have. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Finish the question. I have another one that's pretty good. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the name of it. Yeah, I don't think we have the restaurant BJ's around here. I've never I've seen it in the Yeah, dude, BJ's is nice. I think they, yeah, they only have like select places, but uh, they're so good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. Zach over here doesn't wear a cup. Now, <laughs> do you wear a cup when you pitch? Nope. No. What? Okay. Yeah. This blows my mind. I do. I mean, I can't, I can't move around and pitch in a cup. 
like I, like the my leg lift goes pretty much like this way, and so I, it's gonna be so uncomfortable. Is that yeah, I, back your mind though? Like if you get a liner, it could be kind of disaster. That'd probably be bad news, but I hope I hope <laughs> hope to God that's not that doesn't happen. So yeah, I feel like pitchers. I mean, chances that you take one in that area is pretty slim. I've actually and you did still not gonna still not gonna be yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, I was, the ball's getting hit back at you about 100 miles an hour. So, cup or not, it's still going to destroy, you know. I've gotten hit there before, pitching on a comebacker. I mean, it was in, like, fifth grade. It still hurt a lot, though. But I don't think it's, you know, the biggest deal. Have you had any, like, bad comebacker experiences when you pitched? Uh, I think when I was, like, 10, I just had a ball hit off my shin. That was about That was about it. It wasn't really anything crazy. That's pretty lucky. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. All right. Well, Cole, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Um, I just, on behalf of everybody, thank you so much for coming on and talking with us. It's been such a blast. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Do you guys, do you guys? Loaded bases, that's my motivation. Feeling lucky, we should go to Vegas. 2018 motor transportation Got me feeling over anxious like a home invasion My dough inflated and I'm more creative It's like a couple big deals but it's no parade Just a couple it's every generation I wasn't supposed to make it out with the code the matrix And when they get to speak it's like a coded language Reminds that they strength and all the stolen greatness We used to is at the mobile station Full circle, mobile motivation My self-educated through negotiations Got these sharks that I'm sitting at this table with afraid to bait me No ten on my Mercedes, that's for inspiration Two kilos on my neck like the ladies. Boy, I saw slots and have no my demonstration Born and raised, y'all affiliated It's really greatness Riding around like I really made it Loaded bases, I'm going Willie Mason Yeah Listen to my ambition cause I'm on one Swinging for the fences for the home run Even further beyond into the universe But I've got to make it to first first It feels like every second's being stolen I risk it for every ticket we sold them You got the ball, I'ma take it home Bottom line, I'ma make it home I was sitting on my link and I start thinking Ain't gonna make a hundred mil off in these streets more than likely I'm gonna end up in somebody bracing Even worse, horse and cares run to church Laid off in the hearse, I dealt with it I ain't just out here for my health with it I weigh the risk and the reward and sink the scale tipping Let's all get on one accord and take the world Take the money, take the power and the girls with us Can't buy that bullet that they sell They bring the drug heads in jail Look all these ways they derailed That's why I respect me to the utmost when you see me is how I feel Cause I ain't feel Seen it coming, did not tell Different lanes, same passion for the male Switch lanes, all black, two glass sellers B12 too fast, gone Listen to my ambition, cause I'm on one Swinging for the fences for the home run Even further beyond into the universe But I've got to make it to first first It feels like every second's being stolen I risk it for every ticket we sold them you got the ball, I'ma take it home Bottom line, I'm gonna make it home